I am going to share a little bit, and this will probably be a teaching. Of course, we'll do whatever the Lord leads. But I just had uh, just an inclination the last couple of days to explain some things and maybe even remind us, because some of you are so well taught, you know uh, many of these scriptures, but just to remind us about the importance of speaking in tongues. And I am an advocate for speaking in tongues. I was 17 when I was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. And it was a glorious day for me. It changed my life. I I can't tell you how it changed me and made me really aware of God's power towards me and the power of believing and the power of prayer. So I am one who is not ashamed of speaking in other tongues, and I am not ashamed to share it with the world and to get as many people filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as I can possibly get. (laughs) I was thinking that everyone would be so thrilled when I was 17, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I went back to my high school telling everybody (laughs) about this supernatural experience that had happened to me and found that not everyone was so thrilled. (laughs) In fact, I was kind of shocked because... Uh, my two best friends, in fact, one of my best friends was the one that prayed with me about being the infilling, and the other best friend, which was her sister, uh, we prayed with her and got her filled with the Holy Ghost, so that went pretty well. You know, the three of us were a little team, a little, you know, clique, I guess you would call us, so we were all, you know, thinking everybody would want me, <laughs> but um, it didn't quite turn out that way, which shocked me. Um, but I think that, you know, sometimes you just have to be ready. Amen. And when you're ready, uh, it's so easy to receive anything from God, really, but especially the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So I want to teach this along these lines for a little bit. In 1 Corinthians, we'll start out with verse, uh, with chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and, uh, verse 1. The Bible says here, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. The Amplified says, I do not want you to be misinformed. In other words, he wants us to be educated in the things of the Spirit. And the word gifts in the King James is italicized, so we know it was added by the liberty of the translators there, and it's not there in the original So it says really now concerning spirituals, or we know it's the word pneumaticos, which means uh, anything of the realm of the spirit, that we're supposed to be very familiar with these things of the spirit because we're born of the spirit now. We're born of God. And so we should educate ourselves through the word of God and by the spirit of God about spiritual gifts or endowments of the Spirit, the supernatural. I like the way the Amplified says supernatural energy. How many of you could use some energy? And you know it comes from God, doesn't it? That spiritual energy, you know, New Age and all the new Eastern whatever religions that are really old. Um, they talk about energy, and I'm thinking, you don't know energy. When you come in contact with God, that's when you really find out about some energy. You think about Elijah girding up his loins and running and run out running the chariots of the king's horses. Now that's some energy, isn't it? So uh, praise God. 
Anyway, I believe that as we learn of these things, that then we're more able or uh, we have the uh, capacity then to recognize these things in our church and to operate in these things as needed in the church and even outside the church when we're blessing and helping other people. So let's read on here just a little further. It says in verse 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. In other words, there's going to be varieties. There's going to be distributions of these gifts, and they're going to look a little differently at times. Verse 5, And there are differences of ministrations, but the same Lord. In other words, there are distinctive varieties, the Amplified says, of service. Everyone has a different part of service. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So there's uh, different ways that God operates through us working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who inspires and energizes us all. Now, verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit, in other words, uh, the way God is going to move and you're going to see Him move, is given to every man to profit with all. So these gifts of the Spirit are not going to subtract or take things away from your life. They're going to add to our lives and our churches. They're going to profit. They're going to make things, they're going to stir things up a little bit, uh, which is a good thing when you're stirring up the Spirit of God. In fact, we are asked to stir up. Stir yourselves up. Stir up the Spirit of God. And so verse 8 says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, and by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. We see these nine gifts of the Spirit that are very distinct, and we've taught these things tonight, so this is not really my focus. However, it's going to lead into what I'm going to emphasize tonight. But I did, I want you to see these nine gifts of the Spirit, and there's three categories of three. There are the utterance gifts, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Now, tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy are for the church. And the Bible says they're to edify, to comfort, and and to bring encouragement. And so tongues coupled with interpretation to the church, in, in the church setting, is equal to prophecy. We could say, you know, one plus one is two, and prophecy equals two. So the two together, tongues with the interpretation, equals prophecy. And those are the, the utterance gifts. Now this is a, this is a tongue that is out in a church. And the Bible, you know, gives instruction about that. And then someone would interpret that tongue so that it speaks to the people of the church or maybe even individuals, uh, to encourage them. Now the interpretation is not a translation. A translation is when you know, something is almost word for word, uh, translated. If you were in a foreign country, sometimes your pastor and I have been in countries where not, not so long ago, <laughs> before the quarantine, uh, where we were speaking in English and we had a, a translator and they would translate what we were saying as closely as possible to some of our slang and <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever else we have going on. Um, but, but they would try to translate everything. Um, 
And so that's that's not what the Spirit of God is doing here through people. He's interpreting. So it could be a long message in tongues and a pretty short interpretation because it's the it's the jest of what's being said. Amen. Or it could be a short tongue and a long interpretation because someone could be just expound more on what the interpretation of the, what the Spirit of God's doing. But it's a supernatural gift and it's equal to prophecy. Now prophecy is spoken in your known tongue to uh, the same, to do the same thing, to encourage and to edify and to comfort. Amen? But it's inspired utterance, so it's not something that you would think ahead of or study ahead for. It's something that comes out of your heart, uh, kind of spontaneously. Amen? And of course, we can control these things. It's not like the Spirit of God just takes us over. I mean, we have to uh, be willing to operate in these gifts, and it takes faith to operate in these gifts. But um, and and these gifts are as the Spirit wills. But we can willingly ask God to let us to use us in these ways to help others and to help definitely to help the church because the Bible says that prophecy edifies the church. In other words, it builds the church up. Amen. It, it helps you. It's just like uh, if your if your battery's dead, what do you do? You take the chargers and you put them on there and then you get somebody with a really live battery and you put the and and you can start your battery you can charge it up and that's what these gifts do for us hallelujah so then we see uh the so we see that three utterance gifts and then we see the gifts that are um that uh it would be discerning of spirits and uh the word of knowledge and uh, the word of wisdom. And these these three gifts are used by God to minister to people. The word of wisdom would be about the future in their life. And then the word of knowledge would be something supernaturally that uh, you would know by the Spirit of God that's going on right now, presently, in their life. And then the discerning of spirits would be when you discern uh, either angels or demonic activity supernaturally. God shows you something going on so that then you can pray or tell someone, hey, I saw this in your life, you know, going on. And you could take authority over it if it's the devil or praise God if it's angels and <laughs> let them work. Amen. But uh, discerning of spirits. And then we see, of course, the power gifts, which are the working of miracles, the gift of special faith, and... uh the gifts of healings, and those are, uh, you know, what we call the power gifts, wonderful gifts, and your pastor certainly operates in all those. What a wonderful, praise God, thing to operate in. And the body needs those things, the working of miracles, the gift of special faith. Now, that doesn't mean just just regular faith that we would get from the Word. It means an endowment of the Spirit of God that wouldn't you wouldn't have faith ordinarily for that just comes on you and um, and you can have that amazing faith for things because God drops it down in you. And then, of course, we know that um, the gifts of healings is also by the Spirit of God. You've seen that in manifestation. So these are by the Spirit of God. They're the nine gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit wills. Now, what we're talking about tonight is a little different than that. 
Um, it is the just speaking in other tongues as a believer. It's your own personal prayer life as a believer. And not everyone would operate necessarily in tongues and interpretation, the public gift, but every believer can operate and and be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues in their own prayer language. It is available for every believer. And I think sometimes there's been... Uh, there, there hasn't been that distinction, so Christians have gotten confused thinking, well, I'm not the one who God wants to use in tongues and interpretation. And so I'm not going to have anything to do with other tongues. But see, there's a private gift, there's a personal gift that for every believer. Isn't that marvelous? So that you can pray in the Spirit, or what we call pray in other tongues, and have it daily, and use it daily in your life. Well, why is that necessary? Because there are things that we don't know, they're called mysteries, that God knows, and He can help us pray for things that our mind can't comprehend, that our mind is, doesn't know, that our, and the Bible calls it, our mind is unfruitful. In other words, it doesn't know how to pray. I know I've been in situations, and you probably have too, where you thought, how in the world can I pray for this situation? How can I pray for this person? Maybe they, I know that our first death in our church, way, way, way back, uh, we were just out of Bible school, you know, 21 years old, and pastor in just a small church at that time, and the first thing that happened that was tragic, we had a, a crib death, a baby. And, you know, we'd never even done a funeral before. Um and here is this horrible, horrible situation. How do you deal with that? What do you say to this young couple? What do you, you know, how do you minister in that situation? And I thank God that we could pray in the Holy Ghost for that family and that we could pray in the Spirit for, you know, for their loss and for their family and then pray in the Spirit for us to know how to love them and know what to say and how to minister God's grace to them. Amen? Because, you know, uh, that's a a really difficult situation. And that was just the start. We had no idea the situations that we would face in 40 years of ministry and funerals and all kinds of being called in the middle of the night and all kinds of things going on with people's lives. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because when we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, the Spirit of God gives us the utterance. He gives us the uh, the words to say in other tongues that brings wisdom and strength and comfort. Hallelujah. And so this is something we need to use. This is something we need to, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to ask God, fill me up. That's all you have to say. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. The minute you ask, you're filled because you ask. Isn't that simple? You don't have to go through a lot of gyrations or whatever, begging, pleading. All you do is say, Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost to overflowing. He fills you right then. He said, when you ask, you have. You know, you have not because you ask not. Well, the opposite's true too. You have because you ask. And then because you're filled with the Holy Ghost, like that, you have the ability to pray in other tongues. You have the ability to speak in other tongues. And so all you have to do is open your mouth and start speaking. Amen? And it's such a glorious thing. 
It's almost so easy we miss it. We make too many steps to try to do it, and when it's just so very easy that even a child, both of my children, were filled with the Holy Ghost before they were five. Isn't that interesting? And I just thought, I thought, well, if they're old enough to say mama and daddy, they're old enough to speak in tongues. <laughs> so I just prayed with them to get saved. Ask Jesus in your heart. Yep, now we're going to pray for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. All right. And then I say, now pray in tongues. And I begin to pray in tongues. And you know they did too. Amen. So um, it's just so simple that a child can do it. And if a child can do it, we can certainly do it too as we just yield to the Spirit of God. And it's just so necessary nowadays. It's so necessary to be in tune with God. I like that the, the fact that I feel like when I'm praying in the Spirit that I'm tuning in to God's station. And, and you know, that's just an analogy I like because I think that uh, we get so caught up in the natural realm but when we pray in the Spirit, it makes the realm of the Spirit so real. So real. Because it is real. In fact, the Spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. Amen? It's so much more real than the natural realm. But like I said, we just get caught up in our five senses and we forget about the power of the Holy Ghost. And speaking in tongues reminds us of the power of the Spirit. And the power that's available to energize us and others. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It's right after the love chapter. And in and, and, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is such a wonderful chapter. But 14 is really good too. Amen. So let's look at it. It says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you prophesy. So we're going, we're going to, to desire these things of the Spirit. And then it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So this is the difference between tongues and interpretation of tongues, the public gift that we talked about earlier, and this private prayer language of speaking in tongues. Because here, you're speaking not unto men, but unto God. So the difference is that tongues and interpretation of tongues, the gifts of the Spirit, are for public ministry. This is a prayer language for every believer to talk to God. Amen? To just just pour your heart out to God. And it just makes your prayer uh, life uh, expand in beautiful ways. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be praying in English. And I'll think, what else is there to pray? I don't know. I don't know what else. Like I'll be praying for our president or praying for our vice president or praying for our, our country. Look at our country. And you think, how in the world can I pray for this? What is the answer? I mean, we can pray the word. We can pray for peace and unity and love and and the church to rise up and minister to people who are hurting and, and so much anger and strife. You know, we can pray for those things. But then you come to the end of your English prayers and you think, I know there's more to be prayed. There's got to be more prayer, but I don't know what to say. And here you go. You can pray in the Spirit. Amen. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. You can pray in other tongues. And even with travail and groanings, the Bible says, all kinds of just spectacular 
spiritual utterance that the Bible says that it's very powerful, very powerful, and power is released. You think about God, you know, God doesn't necessarily just speak English. You know, he doesn't necessarily just speak Greek or Hebrew or Spanish or, you know, Arabic or whatever. God can have all kinds of languages. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, let's look at it because I love this. It just expands our mind a little bit about our Father, doesn't it? He, he doesn't just speak King James. How about that? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Uh, and of angels. Now look at that. That means angels have some languages. Angels have some words. So I think sometimes when we're speaking by the Spirit of God in other tongues, I think we might be saying some things to some angels. Amen? We might be uh, commanding and, and uh, declaring the angelic work in our families and divine protection of angelic host. Because see, we've got, we're not alone. Amen? There's a lot of angels. There's an innumerable company of angels that are involved here on earth with us. I think sometimes we talk too much about demons and not enough about angels. And I think about some of uh, uh, our prayer people that have just meant so much to me through the years, one of them being uh, Phil Halverson, just such a man of prayer. And if you can listen to him on YouTube or, or uh, get some of his material, I mean, the man would just give you chills when he would pray. But he would pray and he would call on Michael, Michael, Michael. And you'd think, who's Michael? Well, Michael is the archangel, the warring angel. And if you look at him in the Word of God, you think, wow, if Michael's on the scene, there's going to be some things happening. Amen? Because you see Michael, you see Gabriel, the messenger angel. Amen? He was very active. You see him throughout the Word, especially in the New Testament with the uh, birth of our Lord. And then, of course, Lucifer, the fallen angel, uh, who we know as the devil. But we see these angels and, and uh, at work, praise God, and I think that sometimes when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we are involving the angels in the work of helping humanity. Amen. Helping our children, helping our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, helping, amen, our communities. Hallelujah. So uh, remember, you're speaking in the tongues of men, and that could be all kinds of tongues, and of angels. Uh, so many supernatural things have happened through the years, uh, and I'll just, I'll give you an example. I was praying in tongues one time. Uh, just in before service, like we do, pre-service prayer. And I was walking up and down the front of the church, just praying in the Spirit. And this lady told me after the service, she was sitting on the front row, she said, I've been praying about something, some direction in my life, and when you were praying in the Holy Ghost, I heard you in English. Now, I wasn't praying in English. I was praying in the Spirit. But she said, I heard you speaking in English, telling me exactly what to do for that direction that I asked for. Now, you know, I had no idea she was even really sitting there, much less the power of God that was released for her that night. Amen? And then I remember, I think I've, I've told you, but I just think it's such a marvelous thing 
that when I was at Rama, we were praying afternoon prayer at one o'clock every day. That whoever wanted to, we usually had about 85 people come and pray from one to two, and uh, we were praying in the Holy Ghost. And we heard this lady in front of us, and she was praying just a little Oklahoma prayer mama. You know, that's what we would. I mean, she's just you could tell she's just from Oklahoma, and she's you know, an elderly lady just praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, this friend of mine came up and sat beside me. She said, Scarlett, that lady is speaking Italian. I speak Italian. And she's speaking Italian. And I said, well, what is she saying? You know? Now, she had no idea that we were listening in on her prayer. And she said she's praying for the Pope. And so she started writing down everything she was saying. She was praying for the Pope's life. How, how instrumental he is in the end times har- harvest, how essential it is for him to live and not die, on and on and on and on and on. Well, it wasn't two weeks later, the Pope, there was an assassination attempt on his life. Some of you remember Pope John Paul. Almost killed him. Almost died. And uh, the same year, Ronald Reagan was shot. Almost killed. Again, you know, we had been praying. and some, There's some other things about that at healing school that that we prayed about before we knew that was happening. You know, the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. Amen? And so uh, these two men, of course, were instrumental in bringing that, the Iron Curtain down, you know, um, and used mightily by God. So you see, when you pray in the Spirit, this little lady had no idea. She was even praying or saying. And I'm thinking, is that the most powerful thing you've ever heard? Amen? It changed my life that day. I thought, I'm going to pray in the Spirit anytime God wants me to. Anytime I'm alone or feel like, you know, I'm just going to go out and pray right now. I'm going to go for a walk and pray. I, I just think it can change things so mightily in your life. Even if you don't know exactly what you're praying about. Trust God and have fun with it. Amen? And and sometimes I'll go through our neighborhood and I'll, I'll just praying in the Spirit and claim everybody in that neighborhood. I claim everybody to be born again. Father, send every one of these people laborers to share the gospel with them. That they be born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Claim the whole neighborhood. Amen? Why not? Why not? The Bible says pray for all men. And those are men. Those are women. Children. Praise the Lord. So we can do a lot of spiritual work through this gift that is available to every believer called praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And this chapter, chapter 14, is not trying to discourage us from being filled with the Holy Ghost. He's bringing order. He's just bringing order to, just like with, with, when they were taking communion, you know, they were doing crazy things. They were getting drunk, they were eating, and, they were, and he said, wait, 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 when you come together, you know, you don't eat and drink, you have houses for that. Here, this is do ye in remembrance of me. So he brought some order to communion. But it, it wasn't like they, they, you know, then they won't take communion anymore because Paul said, you know, he, he cracked the whip on them. No, he was just saying don't do things, uh, that are, that are not in order in God's house. And he's saying the same thing here about speaking in other tongues. He's just encouraging people not to stand up and talk to people in other tongues. I wouldn't stand here and talk to Marie in other tongues because it's not going to do her any good. In fact, the Bible says, you know, they'll look at you like you're mad, like you're crazy. 
Why would I do that? When I pray in other tongues, I'm talking to God. Unless it's the gift of the Spirit where I speak in tongues and then someone else interprets and then Marie is edified. She's blessed. Amen? Otherwise, you don't talk to people in other tongues. You talk to God in other tongues. Does that make sense? Amen? So that's that's what he's trying to say here. And, and yet... He's, he's talking about prophecy and how, let's, let's read through here and, and we're, we're gonna go in just a minute. I know I'm taking some time here, but, uh, it's good to, just to review, isn't it? Okay, verse two. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So it's a mystery. It's a mystery to us sometimes. And then sometimes, when you pray, you can you can pray that you interpret, and God sometimes will give you the interpretation of what in your personal life what you're praying for. Sometimes He won't. I found that some things aren't any of my business. You know, sometimes we get too much knowledge and we start telling everybody about it, and He didn't want everybody to know everything, especially when it's concerning someone else. It's nobody's business, Amen. And sometimes we're just way too nosy. And gossipy for God. And I have learned to try to keep my mouth shut and just let the Spirit of God pray through me however He feels or wants to for other people. Amen. Now, verse 3, But he that prophesies speaketh, speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, prophecy is not about the future. Sometimes we think in our minds that prophecy is like the book of Revelation. But it's not. Prophecy is simply inspired utterance that does three things. It brings edification, which we already said. It charges you up, gives you energy. It brings exhortation. And it brings comfort. And if it doesn't do those three things for you, it's not prophecy. It's probably not from God. Because sometimes people say they're prophesying and they're doing weird stuff. Like telling you to divorce your husband and marry somebody else or, or something crazy. Give all your money away to, to them or something stupid. That's not prophecy. Amen. So judge these things by the word. And the word says that prophecy inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost will edify you. It will exhort you and it will comfort you. Amen. Now we're not, we're, you know, to judge these things. We're not just to take it hook, line, and sinker, as they say, right? We, 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 and really and truly, prophecy should confirm something you already know anyway. If it doesn't, but it does edify, exhort, and comfort, then just, like we say, put it on the shelf, and then let God do it. Amen. Okay, verse 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. That doesn't mean that it gets you all up in pride and all that. That means that you are recharging yourself. You're charging yourself up. The Bible says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you are charging yourself up. You get edified. You get exhorted when you pray in other tongues. It'll build you up. It'll charge you up. Um, it'll build your spirit up. Edify, you know, like an edifice, you know, it, it's a, it's a building up, it's a building. And that's what speaking in tongues does. 
And then it says, but he that prophesies edifies the church. So there, again, we're seeing tongues as personal uh, edification and prophecy as for the public uh, edification. But also don't forget, speaking in tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy. So there's the public gift as well. And just a couple of more things here. I like this in verse 5. Paul said, I would that you all spake with tongues. He wants everybody speaking in tongues. Everybody. Catholics? Yes. Methodists? Yes. Lutherans? Yes. Baptists? Yes. Every Every denomination that you can think of. And then just go over to the people who don't even know Jesus. Does he want them speaking in tongues? Yeah, after they get saved. Every believer. Amen? Every believer he wants speaking in other tongues. And then he said, But rather they prophesy, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongue, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. So he's saying here, just make sure when you pray in other tongues in public that you have an interpreter. Amen? Now this is not, this is not uh, prayer meetings. Prayer meetings are different because in a prayer meeting, who are you talking to, man or God? God. Hopefully you're talking to God. <laughs> we don't pray to each other, do we? So in, in a prayer meeting now, we're going to all lift up our voice and pray in the Spirit. And that doesn't mean you're a barbarian, you know, or you're, because, you know, it says that if you, that if you, or, you know, just pray in, in the Spirit, you're like a, uh, uh, there's no distinct sounds, and it goes on to say the trumpets and uncertain sound, and how can they prepare for battle? But they're not talking about prayer meetings. Amen? Remember, it's so easy that speaking in tongues is, is twofold. One is talking to God. That's called prayer. And we can all lift up our voice together in other tongues and pray to God. Amen? Now, before we do that, if there's some people that are new to a prayer meeting, I try as a pastor to explain what we're fixing to do so that you don't scare people. If they've never heard praying in tongues, you don't want to scare them or, you know, them feel uncomfortable. So sometimes I'll explain, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray in the Spirit. We're going to pray the understanding also. We're going to sing in the Spirit. We're going to sing with the understanding also. If you would like to be filled with the Holy Ghost, here's your opportunity. You know, and share a little bit. If you're in a group of people that don't understand this, then we explain and we teach, don't we? But we, uh, you know, we don't not speak in tongues because someone's there that's not filled. Because later in this chapter, you read that speaking in tongues is a sign to the unbeliever. So when they hear you speak in tongues, it's a sign to them, wow, God is real. Listen to that. Or or do you sense that? Or do you actually, sometimes you just feel the Holy Ghost when somebody's speaking in tongues. Amen? And so it can be a sign to the unbeliever. So, you know, us taking it out of the church meetings is wrong. Amen? We need to do it in order, and we need to know what we're doing, and we need to be skillful in these things. We don't. God is not the author of confusion. But we don't need to eliminate it or not talk about it. I felt robbed when I was 17 and, and filled the Holy Ghost. 
I felt robbed that I had never been taught anything about speaking in tongues. Uh, the church I grew up in, they loved 1 Corinthians 11 because that was communion. But they skipped 12. And then they loved 13 because it's love. But they skipped 14. See, they just skipped over the parts. Might as well rip them out of the Bible that they didn't want to talk about. And and the very thing I believe the devil wanted to do there is to get the power out of the church. Because Acts says, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. Well, how can we get them powerless? Don't tell them about the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. Well, I've heard, you know, speaking in other tongues can split churches. No, it's the known tongue that splits churches. It's the strifeful, known, forked tongue that splits the church. Not the unknown tongue. The unknown tongue edifies the church. Amen? So we have to be very aware that this is the power of God for us to operate in. Now let's look real quick and wrap this up. Verse 18. There's so much other, but we can pick it up another time. Um, Verse 18 in chapter 14. Paul said this. This just proves that he's not against speaking in tongues. He says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. More than you all. He must have been from Alabama. More than y'all. I I speak with tongues more than all of y'all. Now think about that. This church in Corinthians was a pretty spiritual church. In fact, they said, you come behind in no good gift. So they were operating in these gifts. In fact, so much so that he was having to correct them a little bit because they were out of order. But they were flowing in them. They were going and flowing. And he said to them... I speak in tongues more than all y'all. One translation says all y'all put together. (laughs) Now, you know, Paul had some power in his life, didn't he? Anybody that can get bit by a viper after a shipwreck and just shake it off in the fire and not even think about it has got some power going on in their lives. Amen. So let's take that example and, and be filled with the Holy Ghost and then operate and, and praying in the Spirit. Just any time. You can pray any time. You don't have to be in your bedroom on your knees. Um, that's a good place to be too. But you can pray in the Spirit anytime, anywhere. It's just glorious. Contacting God. Staying in contact with His Spirit to your Spirit by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let's pray right now. We'll just, and if you want to be filled, I'll lead you in a prayer. Those of you listening in live stream or maybe you're here tonight, you'd like to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we'll pray right now and you can pray with us that you would be filled and then just begin to speak in other tongues very easily. Father, we pray for everyone listening tonight. First of all, we ask, Lord, if they're not saved, that they be born again. And we just thank you, Lord, that tonight they'll receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That right now they confess Jesus is Lord of their life. And if that's you tonight, just say, He is my Lord. And then say, I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And Romans 10 says, you shall be saved. So we thank you for salvation. And because we're saved, we thank you, Lord. We can be filled with the Holy Ghost as believers. And we know that salvation is a work of the Spirit. It's a work of the the Holy Spirit already, making us born again. But we thank you, Lord, we can be filled to overflowing right now. And I thank you, Father, that we can ask and receive. So we ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and we receive that right now. 
in Jesus' name. Now, because you're filled, you can speak in other tongues. And the Bible says he gives you utterance. He gives you what to say. In other words, if I said to you, say Jesus is Lord, and you told me Jesus is Lord, then you said the words, but I told you what to say. And that's how the Holy Ghost is. He'll tell you what to say. He'll give you the syllables, but you have to speak those things out. You have to say, You have to say those words as he gives you the divine utterance. So go ahead and, and, and receive the Holy Spirit. Speak in other tongues tonight. Be blessed of the Lord. And then use that prayer language every day. Pray for your family. Pray for your uh, church. Pray for your nation. Amen. Good time to pray in the Holy Ghost for all of our cities and our, our states and our nation and our president and our uh, Congress and all those who are in authority. Pray in the Holy Ghost and see the power of God move. Amen. Well, let's stand before we're dismissed here in this local church and um, be dismissed as we pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. You're so glorious that you've given us this special gift, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you that we can edify ourselves, charge ourselves up, and build ourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And we're also reminded, Lord, that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So as we pray in the Spirit, the love of God is stirred up in us, the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ and His joy, and His peace. So we thank You for it, Father. And I pray for each one here tonight that as they go forth from Grace Harvest, they'll be blessed, protected, guided by Your Spirit, and led by Your Spirit. And also, just keep in mind others as they go about their day to pray for others, to help others, to, to bring the... And the salvation message to others and even the infilling of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and you're dismissed.